Good morning, Pensacola. Andrew McKay and the Pensacola Morning News starts right now. On June 4th, 1928, Congress passed a concurrent resolution calling for the observance of November 11th with the appropriate ceremonies and later provided an act approved on May 13, 1938, that the 11th of November should be a legal holiday known as Armistice Day. And whereas in order to expand the significance of, his of this commemoration and in hopes that a grateful nation might pay appropriate homage to the veterans of all its wars, Congress, by an act approved on June 1, 1954, changed the name to Veterans Day, which reflects the military value and tradition of answering the call to duty by taking an oath to defend our nation and the Constitution of the United States of America. Most definitely. This is Commissioner Robert Bender reading the proclamation for Veterans Day, which is tomorrow, the 11th month, the 11th day, the 11th hour, formerly Armistice Day, but then you know, um, sort of generalized to become Veterans Day when we celebrate anybody who served in the military. Uh, you know, you, you have uh, Armed Forces Day, you have uh, Memorial Day, of course, is when people have died uh, in the line of duty or died because of what they did in, uh, in duty. And then, you know, Veterans Day is everybody who served. You know, that's the idea. And, uh, you know, it's one of those days that to some people, they honor it every year. They remember it. They're devoted to it. And other people are kind of like, oh, wait, there's the what? <laughs> you know, well, it's kind of sad. Right. And it's I, honestly, I will tell you this. I'm glad for it being on a date at a time as opposed to being the third Monday or something like that, because then it's less prone to being slopped into as a hot dog and beer day and more as a here's what happened day, like Pearl Harbor. You know, I would I would hate to see, you know, Pearl Harbor Day ever become a you know, the, the first Monday or something in, in, in December, which would be terrible. Anyway, back to the proclamation by Robert Bender. And whereas the contributions and sacrifices of our veterans who served in the armed forces have been vital in maintaining our freedoms and way of life, our veterans are brave and selfless individuals who, when duty called, willingly put themselves in harm's way to defend the lives and liberties of others. And whereas to be a veteran or a service member is to have endured and survived challenges that most Americans will never know. Now, therefore, be it proclaimed, the Skimby County Board of County Commissioners hereby honors and recognizes our veterans as we observe Veterans Day in Escambia County on Saturday, November 11, 2023. Oh, it's very good. It's always good. I know other uh, cities and you know other municipalities have done similar things, but uh, this is the one that I happen to have in order to remind you that tomorrow is Veterans Day. Rob Doss, the president of the Veterans Memorial Park Foundation. Well, I'm, I'm Rob Doss. I'm the president of the Veterans Memorial Park Foundation. And uh, just really quickly, what I would encourage everyone to do is to make some time on, on November 11th, Saturday, November 11th, to come out to Veterans Memorial Park and attend our ceremony. I think it's particularly important uh, now that we have so many people in serving in harm's way in very uncertain times. And it's, it's crucial that we here at home um, show them support. And, and the best way to do that, I think, is to honor those who've gone before and those who've fallen in the service of our country. So, Absolutely. And the memorials that are there are uh, f amazing at Veterans. If you have not been, if you're on, if you're on Bayfront, 
and you see the Cobra, okay, the helicopter that's there up on a pedestal, that's the Veterans Memorial Park. And I know for most of you, you're like, who would not know that? There's always something that people don't know, okay? And it has a, um, a replica, I think it's a one-half scale replica, if I remember correctly, of the um, the uh, monument to the Vietnam uh, the Vietnam, the Vietnam Memorial that's in D.C. is also here, and many other things. And it's all volunteers that they take care of it. There's an event going on tomorrow at 11 a.m. with Judge Gary Bergosh, and I'm sure it's going to be fantastic. And also, I had not thought about this, and so I really appreciate Rob Doss mentioning it, but as a part of Foo Foo Fest, and you think, artwork for the park? What? Yeah, it's it's interesting. If you haven't been to the park, you really do need – you're missing out. You need to get out there because if – if you like anything to do with art, that park has more art than any other park in the city of Pensacola. It, we have 13 separate structures that are all world-class art pieces, bronze, marble, uh, the whole nine yards. And, and we have, frankly, we have about $3 million worth of art sitting out there in the park. So if you've never been out there to appreciate it, that's a worthwhile time. And I'm telling you right now that if you... Pull up out there, give yourself a couple hours because you'll want to sit there and study each one. He's exactly right. And I had never thought of it either. You know, I think of uh, the great museums of Pensacola. I wouldn't naturally think of the Veterans Memorial Park, but it really is a fantastic collection of, as you heard, very expensive art when you kind of put it all together. So I appreciate Rob for mentioning that. And again, that's tomorrow. Of course, today is the uh, birthday of the Marines. 248 years young. Fantastic. Congratulations and thank you all. As some people have said, uh, you know, the Marines, the only uh, service that was founded in a bar and appropriately so. Transgressive Memorial Service comes up next. We've got Jake with Traffic on the Fives. Still looking great this morning. I-10 and I-110 is checking in clear. If you're in Navarre, headed towards Windhaven, or maybe you're headed the other direction, headed towards Gulf Breeze, we're not showing any slowdowns yet this morning. Highway 90 coming in from Milton and Pace is still looking good as well. Chamuckla Highway, Woodbine Road, Berry Hill, uh, no slowdowns on Guernsey Road or Giddens Lane. Uh, Spencerfield is looking good. We're, we're just doing great this morning. If you have any traffic info to report, if you see something slowing us down out there, 437-1620 for News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Hey, if you've got any kind of issue with your plumbing, a leak, a drip, a weird sound in the wall when you flush the toilet or uh, turn on the faucet, you know, the wall shouldn't talk back to you when you're using the plumbing, okay? Um, if you've got water pressure issues, water temperature issues, anything like that, Barberry Plumbing, they will come and take care of it. No questions, no surprises, flat rate pricing. You'll know ahead of time the cost because it's by the job, not by the time it takes. 477-8782 for Barberry Plumbing. Hi, this is Earl Ron, president of New South Window. If you need new windows or doors for your home, heads up, this message is for you. New South is having a one-day factory sale, this Saturday only in our factory showroom. 40% off high-performance award-winning windows, 40% off energy-efficient windows and patio doors, 40% off our factory direct products installed. Bring in your measurements for on-the-spot pricing or call today. One day only, this Saturday from 9 till 4. Please visit us at NewSouthWindow.com. This Saturday only, save an additional 5% when you arrive before noon. Open enrollment for health insurance starts November 1st, and this year, enroll in a Florida Blue plan and get exclusive support from an approved Florida Blue agent. Affiliated Insurance wants to help you find a health plan that's right for you and meets your needs, not theirs. Make enrollment hassle-free this year by calling 850-477-5840 and make that appointment with your local Florida Blue agent today. Policies have limitation health insurance from Blue Cross Blue Shield Florida Incorporated, BBA Florida Blue. Pensacola businesses are estimated to lose over $20,000 to cybercrimes this month. I'm Nathan with Data Revolution, and this is your Cybersecurity Tip of the Month. Confirming any change to a financial transaction with a phone call 
can save time, embarrassment, and especially money when dealing with would-be criminals. Businesses along the Gulf Coast trust Data Revolution for their cybersecurity and communications needs. Visit datarevs.com for more information. Hey Kevin, how's the boat running? Well, you know, last week I started working on the water pump and now I can't remember how it goes back together. Dude, stop. Call Key Marine. They'll get you and your Mercury outboard back in the water so we can go back to fishing again. Key Marine gets the work done and lets you handle the fun. They'll fix any problem, big or small, even if the problem is you don't remember how the parts go back together. Key Marine, your Mercury outboard dealer on Bower Road in Pensacola. Pensacola right now, it's like headline news for radio. Every day, 4 to 7, on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today for the transgressors' memorial service, remembering those who have transgressed against the great spirit of inclusion and must forever be cast into the abyss of dead names. Let's join Brother Andrew, remembering those who we have lost. first remembrance this week is for Homer Simpson strangling his son Bart. As most of you know, one of the recurring atrocities on this hellscape of a Neanderthal anti-woke animated so-called satire was that the irascible Bart would so frustrate his father that Homer could do nothing other than throttle his son in a horrific display of bad parenting. Although the terrible choice to show this child abuse on screen had been previously abandoned for a short time from season 22 to season 24 a decade ago, it had somehow returned like an undead joke that just couldn't be head traumaed into oblivion. But in an episode airing last month, Homer indirectly announced his full sanctification while shaking the hand of a new neighbor. Whoa, that's quite a grip. See, March, strangling the boy has paid off. Just kidding, I don't do that anymore. Times have changed. Times have changed indeed. What a wonderful expression of hope for us all. If the impossibly incompetent Homer Simpson can evolve, perhaps anyone can. And even though we all understand the frustration of spending 35 years trying to discipline the same recalcitrant uh, 10-year-old, that certainly never justifies cartoon violence against imaginary ageless children. Now, some misguided analysts might claim that the whole point of showing Homer choking Bart was to associate that kind of child abuse with the obviously atrocious parenting of Homer, indirectly teaching people that only terrible parents abuse their children. But we have no patience for these kind of sentiments that require people to think and interpret satirical art with anything beyond a superficial analysis. And that's why we applaud this apparent step toward the full netification of Homer. Flanders would obviously never strangle his wonderful children, and if the plot arc of The Simpsons is to eventually show Homer becoming Ned, the clear moral paragon of the show in every way except for the fact that he happens to be a Christian, we applaud the move. Let nothing offend, let nuance be gone, and may we all be as Flanders as possible. Woe unto all who offend. Woe unto all who offend. Second. A hearty dose of praise for the outstanding work being done at the Department of Health and Human Services, which last month rolled out its updated official Gender Identity, Non-Discrimination, and Inclusion Guidance on National Coming Out Day. The linchpin of this splendid new set of directives is the commandment that, quote, all applicants and employees should be addressed by the names and pronouns they use to describe themselves because using correct names and pronouns helps foster workplaces free of discrimination and harassment. 
Now, some might say, what about the discrimination against those who believe sex is something you're born with or those who adhere to regressive traditional religions? Well, obviously, it's okay to discriminate against them. Duh. It's not harassment if the victims are bad people. It's just accountability. Another feature of this policy we admire is its patience with minor mispronounings. As the new doctrine explains, quote, the isolated and inadvertent use of an incorrect name or pronoun will generally not constitute unlawful harassment. But then again, a repeater persistent offenders will be subject to discipline and even termination if they refuse to give up their free speech rights for the sake of their gender divergent coworkers' feelings. Just as it's obvious that you are permitted to believe anything you like about your gender, it is also obvious that I am not permitted to believe anything I like about your gender. Your beliefs control my beliefs and my speech. End of story. Amen. How else can we group think in harmony and unity, pledging allegiance to the rainbow flag of the United Sexualities of America? So kudos to you, HHS, and your transgender assistant secretary, Admiral Rachel Levine. You really are gender-bending the arc of the moral universe towards justice. Well done. Woe unto all who offend. And finally, another hearty round of approbation for the pioneering work being done by the Pittsburgh Public Schools Board, which recently spent $50,000 to have Ketzel Education Consulting completely purge the district's math classes of racism. The directive to Ketzel, which according to their website specializes in workshops on anti-racist math and equipping teachers with the tools to, quote, identify, disrupt, and replace practices that perpetuate white supremacy, end quote, is to create workshops to confront, quote, oppressive practices in math instruction with practices that center the wellness of students of color and to provide opportunities for math departments and math teachers to grow their anti-racist math praxis collaboratively in pedagogy and instruction, end quote. When someone says something so well, all you want to do is quote them. In promoting anti-racist math leadership in the Pittsburgh schools, Ketzel will help, quote, identify issues of equity in math spaces, end quote, after taking educators through their initial anti-racist math workshop, Series Edition 1, or what we like to call the one 2 of math decolonization. We hope this wonderful work will parallel the State of Oregon's model for creating an equitable math toolkit, which reminds us that, quote, Upholding the idea that there are always right and wrong answers perpetuates objectivity as well as a fear of open conflict. So true. Many people believe that the challenge we face in math is students not being able to get right answers. In fact, the real enemy of good math education is the belief that there are right answers. The idea of objective truth itself is the real barrier we must transcend on the way to truly inclusive and emotionally reassuring math excellence. If there's space in the new anti-racist curriculum, we also deeply hope the Pittsburgh schools can follow the guidance gleaned from the National Council of Teachers of Mathematics webinar in 2022, in which they explained that tracking, the practice of grouping students by ability or achievement into cohorts that are taught based on their perceived level of competence rather than altogether, is really a form of what they called, quote, spirit murdering inflicted on children of color through math, their words. To all this, I say bravo, leaders in education. In all honesty, with so many right things being said by you, there's literally nothing left for me to say on my own. With the minds of the future being so capably molded by you and your values, everything should be perfectly fine. Woe unto all who offend. Woe unto all who offend. As you depart today, please consider contributing to the fundraising being done on behalf of our dear otherin Antonio Pellegrini, who spent the past week convalescing after being confronted in an online discussion forum with the question, if the United States is such an awful place, why are so many people doing everything they can to come here by any available means? 
Flummoxed by the implications of this conundrum, Antonia retreated to their bedroom and has been catatonic ever since. Funds raised will help pay for a home visit by a certified logic exorcist who we hope can cast out the demon of sound reasoning and reprogram Antonia to ignore the implications of questions they cannot answer with the dogmas we preach. Refreshments this week are provided by Nacho Camas, the postmodern Tex-Mex Cantina and Alternative Grammar Emporium. Nacho Camas specializes in subverting the structure of Western imperialism by serving authentic Mexican dishes off a menu featuring creative misspellings, inappropriate use of the period, overuse of ellipses, and random tildes above letters other than the N. For more than 30 years, Nacho Camas has been a bastion of anti-post-logical positivist activism, in which time their primary accomplishment has been to foster a strong sense of social disaffection. Try the case it is. You can really taste the self-loathing. Liberation Today magazine calls them downright Kafka-esque. And now, brethren, sisterin, and otherin, having been cleansed of these hurtful words, give each other the holy virtue signal and go forth and transgress no more. 827 on News Radio 923. I'm Andrew McKay. Uh, Jake has got traffic for us. Jake. Oh, man. Um, we're still looking great on the roads out there. Uh, Highway 98 not showing any delays through Gulf Breeze or Navarre. Uh, Highway 90 coming out of Milton and Pace. You're looking good all the way into town. Uh, looking at the map here, looks like uh, Avalon Boulevard is clear through Garcon Point. Uh, Longleaf, Mobile, Pine Forest Road, North Blue Angel, all looking good this morning. If you do see something slowing you down, though, give me a text, 437-1620, News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. And, and and by the way, I just, I know I sometimes make this point, and maybe I say it too often, but like that third one about the education stuff, I didn't have to write any of that. That was all quotes. <laughs> you go to the Ketzel Education Consulting website, and it says their mission Ketzel Education Consulting supports institutions working to build a legacy of liberatory, like liberation, liberatory education with black and brown communities through anti-oppression consultation. Their vision, we ally with black and brown communities to decolonize education, reclaim our ancestral genius, and reimagine post-abolitionist spaces for family, students, and educators of color. I don't have to make stuff up even. There's nothing I can make up that's as crazy as the stuff that's actually out there. That again, this school system spent fifty thousand dollars to hire them as consultants to decolonize math education. Anyway, David, go ahead, sir. You got a, you got some headlines for us. I, I absolutely do. What a world when the comedy bits write themselves, huh? <laughs> Viewership for the GOP presidential primary debates continues to drop. NBC News broadcast of the third debate got less than seven million viewers down from nine million that watched the debate last month. Uh, and the first debate was watched by over 13 million. Hey, tomorrow's Veterans Day. Several restaurants uh, all around the area will be uh, honoring people, veterans, with free meals. Uh, deals available at Starbucks, Denny's, Applebee's, Chili's, Buffalo Wild Wings, and I'm sure probably a lot of our local establishments, too. That just doesn't get uh, published as much. And uh, a smaller version of the Las Vegas Sphere could be built in California. Plans have been revealed for a sphere in suns- sphere on Sunset uh, in West Hollywood, but that apparently won't be an entertainment venue, but a broadcast venue. I feel like it's going to wind up being like the Stonehenge replica of, you know, <laughs> right, yeah, right. A the, spinal tap, like 18 feet. It says 18 inches. Like the size of the replica right. sphere is going to be like two feet, you know, and it's going to sit on a pedestal in the middle of sunset or something. Like it will be a little underwhelming in the end, but probably not. I'm just exaggerating. David, thanks so much for the update. The wrap's next. 
News. I'm Therese Crowley. San Francisco, sit down. Fox confirms President Biden will meet China's President Xi on the sidelines of the APEC summit. A senior administration official says now's the time for high-level diplomacy to manage tensions. President Biden expected to press Xi on a military hotline between the countries. Israel undeterred on its mission to dismantle Hamas, even after a military pause to allow 80,000 civilians to move out of battle zones in Gaza. Doing everything in our power to reduce uh, civilian casualties. Israel Prime Minister Netanyahu with Fox's Brett Bear. Israel Defense Forces have three hospitals in Gaza surrounded after showing evidence of Hamas fighters setting up operations underneath hospitals. Who won the GOP presidential debate? Donors sending big bucks to Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley. Each campaign hauled in a million dollars in 24 hours. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning. It is 8.31. News Radio 92.3. I'm David Wayne. Right now, 70 degrees in Pensacola. And happy Veterans Day to all of you. Uh, The town of Century has reportedly entered negotiations with a potential town manager. Mayor Luis Gomez Jr. introduced the town council to Robert Brown at Tuesday's meeting. Now, they did promptly set a special meeting uh, for last night, and the town council voted to enter into negotiations at that meeting. Brown reportedly does have experience serving in Indiantown, Florida, Bell, California, Muskogee, Oklahoma, and Opelika, Florida. The uh, whirlwind hiring comes after the town attempted to hire Robert Thompson a few months ago. He ended up taking a job in Arkansas instead. Uh, We are learning more about the events that led up to that fatal shooting on Teakwood Circle this week. Investigators say the two men involved were roommates arguing over dinner on Wednesday. 53-year-old Martin Cardenas then allegedly went to a room in the home and got a gun and shot the victim several times, killing him. Cardenas was waiting for deputies when they arrived at that home. He's now charged with second-degree murder and is being held without bond at the Escambia County Jail. FPL customers here in Northwest Florida could see their bills go down. By about $5. Uh, That's because the utility is lowering the storm restoration recovery charge, which allowed FPL to pay for repairs after Hurricanes Ian and Nicole. The rate they pay is only one factor in their total electric bill. The key to lowering their bill is actually to monitor and manage their usage. And this is especially true as the weather gets colder. And that is company vice president J.T. Young. He tells Channel 3 the change goes into effect in January. A Florida hospital is going to be writing a big check after a high-profile medical malpractice lawsuit. Johns Hopkins Children's Hospital in St. Pete will have to pay a family more than $260 million in damages. The lawsuit alleged that the hospital's actions drove a young girl's mother to commit suicide seven years ago. The girl was 10 at the time. Hospital staff and her family disagreed on on the girl's diagnosis. The hospital separated the girl from her family. Uh, The family accused the hospital of false imprisonment, uh, negligence, and emotional distress. This case was featured on a Netflix documentary called Take Care of Maya. A year after being bypassed as commission chairman in Santa Rosa County, District 3 Commissioner James Calkins uh, once again is going to serve as vice chair. I really believe God is in control. He lets everything happen for a reason. I think uh, Commissioner Parker did make the right decision uh, a year ago to back Mr. Wright. And this week, outgoing Commission Chairman Colton Wright nominated Sam Parker to serve as chairman. The board unanimously agreed it'll be Parker's second term as the board chair. Some local parents and middle schoolers are upset over what they say was a lack of information over threats made on social media this week. 
Yesterday, the sheriff's office posted on Facebook that they were aware of rumored social media threats made to middle schools in the area. Those threats, though, were deemed not credible. No other information was released. At least one of those schools was Ransom Middle School. Parents say panicked students were calling for a ride home. I was scared and extremely upset. Very, very angry that I did not even get a notification, a call, text, nothing. That is one parent that talked with Channel 3. A voicemail message eventually was put out by the school's principal. It's 835, and let's get a look at our tra- traffic on the fives with Jake. Yes, uh, we're looking great this morning still. I-10 and I-110 checking in clear. If you're on Highway 98 headed uh, to Navarre or maybe you're headed the other direction to Gulf Breeze, still looking great there. Highway 90 coming in from Milton and Pace. you got a clear shot all the way into town. Uh, also, Highway 29 up in Cantonment. Uh, not any major slowdowns, just you know, lights here and there. Uh, this traffic report is brought to you by Fresh from Florida. Uh, at FreshFromFlorida.com, you can see what's in season, recipes that feature local ingredients, and more. Also, join the Fresh From Florida Club today at FreshFromFlorida.com. Thank you for your text this morning, 437-1620. If you see anything slowing you down, News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Mostly cloudy skies today with a 40% chance of stray showers high near 78 degrees. Overnight tonight, temperatures dropping near 65 degrees. For Saturday, our cloudy and rainy chance continues. 50% chance of rain with a high near 72. Saturday night, temperatures dropping near 62 degrees. Rain chance rounds out the weekend with mostly cloudy skies on Sunday. 40% chance of rain. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center. Thanks, Brooke. 70 in Pensacola, 71 in Gulf Breeze, 68 in Milton. Our next news at 9. Your money now this morning. The markets are uh, opening up. The uh, Dow's up 9010 at 339820 S&P 500 up 1191 at 436926 The Nasdaq up 5367 at 135756 Our 10-year bond rate today down at 4.5%. Gold price is down 1880 at 1,951. Silver price is down at 2,241. And Bitcoin, another good open for Bitcoin. It's uh, up 673.27 right now, 37.34. Uh, viewership for the uh, GOP presidential primaries continuing to drop. NBC's broadcast of that this week uh, garnered less than 7 million views. Pro wrestling mogul Vince McMahon apparently planning to sell a big chunk of his stake in TKO. That's the new conglomerate formed after WWE merged with UFC a few months ago. McMahon apparently plans to sell 8.4 million shares of stock worth $700 million. It's led to speculation he plans to leave the company he bought from his father back in the 80s. Mortgage rates are down in the biggest weekly drop since last year. The 30-year fixed-rate mortgage went down to 7.5% this week, down from a quarter of a percentage point from the week before. That's according to data from Freddie Mac. It's the second straight week rates have gone down after rising for seven weeks in a row. I'm Lisa Taylor. Thanks, Lisa. And the world's biggest bank hit by a cyber attack yesterday. They apparently had to trade using a flash drive. The New York office of the Industrial and Commercial Bank of China was hit with a ransomware attack Thursday. That made them unable to clear U.S. Treasury trades. The bank had to send messengers with USB drives to complete those trades. Apparently, other banks and brokerages were also forced to reroute their trades because of it. 838, your next news at 9 and breaking news anytime. I'm David Wayne, News Radio 92.3.
You know, if you're thinking about buying or selling a home, maybe acquiring another rental property or moving out of your folks' place, you know, for the first time getting into a home from a rental, wherever you're at. I mean, everybody's in a different place. If you're thinking about it, this is the time to start to get some great professional input from Christina Leavenworth and her team at Levin Rinky Realty. Because, you know, sometimes what happens is we um, we get to thinking about an idea and then we start to fiddle with it in our minds and then we start to get attached to it and invested in what we think it's going to do for us. And then we go ask somebody whether it's a good idea, and we've already gotten so worked up about it, right? And what might make more sense is to talk to Christina and be like, okay, here's what I'm thinking of. Help me f- set some realistic expectations. Help me think about what's going to be feasible in today's economy and with today's market, and you know, help me make a good decision. And then you know, maybe you can get emotionally invested in an outcome that is within the parameters of, e- of realistic expectations. So that's just part of the value of talking to an expert before you get too attached to an outcome. Christina Leavenworth and her team at Levin Rinky Realty sold 230-plus homes last year. It's amazing what they do. 723-9158 for Christina Leavenworth and her team at Levin Rinky Realty. What is News Radio 92.3? News and information for Pensacola. The Pensacola Morning News with Andrew McKay, 5 till 9. The Pensacola Expert Panel or Pep Talk from 9 to 11. Mark Lee Van Camp and Robbins, 11 until 2. Guy Benson from 2 to 4. Pensacola Right Now from 4 to 7. Dave Ramsey from 7 to 10. WEAR-TV at 10. And Brian Kilmeade overnight at 11. On News Radio 92.3. Informative. Local. Dependable. I will definitely call you back later then. Come on, wrap it up. Big circle up. Okay, you don't wrap up the circle thing. Come on. Mr. Parker, wrap it up, please. Okay. Okay, everybody, that's a wrap. All right, talk about on-time delivery. Walker, Walker Wilson, the executive director for the Downtown Improvement Board in Pensacola, has uh, just come into the studio perfectly on time. Walker, welcome. <laughs> and uh, I have a good friend also, another good friend, I should say, Josh Newby, who is the executive director of the Council on Aging. I got two uh, XDs here in the office with me, so it's fantastic. Josh, good morning. Back. Good to have you. Thank you. Um, he's my token liberal friend. Yes, that's right. And your best <laughs> liberal friend. I'm a, well, yeah. you know, I don't want to make anybody else feel sad, but it. that's probably accurate. <laughs> you can. So you and I were briefly talking on the air before we got started here yeah. about the transgressive memorial service and that's the, right. you know, the decolonization of math and the anti-racist math and the, what was the word that they use on their website? The, the liberatory, the legacy of liberatory education with black and brown communities through anti-oppression consultation. I feel like you remember back in the day. Salad. Yeah, it is. <laughs> like, you know, there was Dilbert, there was a Dilbert random um uh mission statement generator. Mm-hmm. And you could just have it generate these random gibberish phrases for your business. And now it's AI doing it. it. Right, AI <laughs> just does it now. But I feel like they went to the random wokest AI Dilbert theme generator, and this is what we get. I mean, I know what these words mean, but it's it's crazy, but you've been reading about this, actually. And- yeah, yeah, I've been reading a, a great book, The Canceling of the American Mind, which is about what happens when um, liberal propensities and liberal inclinations, which I generally align with, um, overcorrect and center the identity of a person mm-hmm. too much rather than um, you know what they inherently bring to the table. Um, and there's this uh, there's this book called A Critique of Pure Tolerance by Herbert Marcuse, famous which, book, which says that you know um, 
tolerance favors those in power. That's right. And so enable, in order to center and amplify the voices of the marginalized, we have to repress the, to- the powerful, right? And what comes along is, of course, repression of free speech, cancellation, mm-hmm. etc. cetera. Um, but there's this idea that children will be harmed, physically or emotionally harmed in, a, in, 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 a, in an eternal way, if they receive an F or if they receive a D, mm-hmm. and I think that what these um, what these school districts miss is that children are inherently anti-fragile, you know. And if <laughs> right. you push, if you yeah. push against them, they will grow as a result. Right. And it is it, it's a, it's a cognitive distortion to believe that protecting them will somehow make them stronger when it's right. in fact the exact opposite. And and you know we see this in parenting all the time. We've become a parenting generation for maybe two generations now that views protection and helicoptering as love right. rather than letting them flourish, which we all lament what we were given as children and allowed to grow th- through. And, you know, and then we turn around and we try to prevent them from all of the experiences that gave us everything we cherish about ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's literally ruining an entire generation of people. I love that anti-fragile. Oh, and by the way, it's Marcuse. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll stick back. I know. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't care. Walker, <laughs> thoughts? I mean, this... <laughs> Literally having objective truth, belief that there are answers in math and telling people that they're performing this wrong. There might be a variety of ways to perform a math operation correctly, but there are also wrong ways to perform math operations and you can get wrong answers, right? I mean, this is this shouldn't be complicated, but it is. Yeah, I know. I certainly got some wrong answers. In, in, in <laughs> you still do. Uh, and look, still he's, do. Oh. and he still became an executive director you know, of a right. significant agency and he's running for other offices. Go ahead. So, but uh, yeah, I, I think... I feel like we get lost in, in some of this stuff and, and, and try and maybe uh, make the problems bigger than they are. It's like we just really need to stick to, um, you know, what, what school's all about, right? It's like, are our kids able to read? Are they yeah. able to do basic math skills? Do they have, you know, are they getting the science skills they need? Um, and we, we get on these, these random topics, I feel like, and it's like, let's just go back to the basics. I mean, you look at even kids here in Escambia County, and, and I've talked about this for a few years, but you, you look at these high poverty areas and their reading levels are, are half of what the rest of the county is. Right. Um, and, and so it's like, you know, I, I, it's aggravating to get kind of stuck on some of these, some of these ideas that, that kind of float around. And, um, and that's, that is the ticket out. Yeah. I yeah. mean, right. reading and math, yep. reading and math. I look, I want you to know history but knowing history is probably not going to be the transformational piece of education that's going to make you wealthy in in this county or this in this country. Yeah. And I want you to know Shakespeare, and I want you to know all of the things that make for a flourishing human being. Absolutely. Yeah. But I want you to know reading and math because that stuff will, you know, in in a in an economic, socioeconomic way, that'll save your life. That'll make a difference in your everyday. Yeah. Well, and you, you need to be able to read. Shakespeare and, and your <laughs> right. history lesson. I mean, right. you, I mean, it's as simple as that. You but, learn to um, read, so you can read to learn. Right, exactly. Yeah. It's eight forty-five here on News Radio ninety-two-three. Uh, Jake's got traffic on the fives. That just blew my mind, dude. But <laughs> you learn <laughs> to slow. read to read to learn. Oh man, um, yeah. Okay, uh, the 
we're reading some road signs around here and uh, everything looks good. I don't know. I'm just trying to segue into traffic. Um, no problems on the roadways at all at any time this morning. It's been it's been a great roll. Uh, Highway 90, if you're coming in from Milton and Pace, you're still looking good. Highway 98, surprisingly, in Gulf Breeze and Navarre is showing no slowdowns, no accidents, no uh, no backups. So if you do see anything out there, text us 437-1620. This is News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Yeah, thanks, Jake. And just one more follow-up on this I'll say is, I've known so many teachers who, I mean, I was a teacher, but I've known so many teachers who, they're not dumb, you know, they're not fools, they're well-intended, they they really want to do the right thing, and somehow or other, I think you get this sort of uh, groupthink effect where the, the this teacher is listening to this presentation on anti-racist math and is thinking, what the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but they perceive that they're in the minority and they don't think that other teachers could also be having this same question. And because everybody's so concerned that they're going to get in trouble or be socially disapproved of or suffer adverse consequences, if they raise a question, be like, are you sure about all this nonsense? And, and so nobody says anything. And in the end, they believe that they're that like it's this cognitive. They all believe everybody else has bought the lie. And everybody just buys the lie because and, nobody speaks up. And I think in the wake of George Floyd, of course, there there was a very well-intentioned um, approach to let's look at things that we've always assumed about the education system, the justice system, legislative system, whatever, and see, you know, is there something happening here? Mm-hmm. Do we need to approach that? Um, and I think Which, a lot by of the, the changes, way, is fine. Right. I mean, you know, y- you can investigate things and look for problems that should be eliminated. Right. But sometimes you get so habituated. You sure. get so habituated to that your meaning as a person comes in finding the things to eradicate that suddenly if there's no more things to eradicate or no more serious ones, you still keep hunting. Right. And you will keep finding what you keep looking for. And it seems like a a white approach, a white solution <laughs> right. to a black problem. I wonder how black families feel about their black children failing math but not really failing math. Right. Horrible, yeah. I'm sure. So one of the other things I wanted to talk about is uh, this year we – oh, actually, no, before we get to that, um, Walker, head of the DIB, uh, executive director for the DIB, uh, the lights are on. The lights are on. Well, and, the timer wasn't working last night, so uh-oh. they were not all on last night, but okay. we're going to get that fixed today. Right. Uh, but they are on. We the had Pal a great Fox time lights. down at the uh, Christmas uh, lighting ceremony on Wednesday and had Santa and Mayor Reeves down there in the Grinch, and we had a good time. We had ton, tons of families down there uh, – you know, that came out to watch and then uh, go up and down Palafox and, and go shopping as the holiday shopping season kicked off. Y'all know that it's like November, though, right? Yeah. And still 80 <laughs> degrees outside. Yeah. It's but not he, even here's my thing. Thanksgiving yet. If you see the bill for what we pay for the Christmas lights, you'll, you'd turn them on maybe in October. So, you know, it's like... It's what, really light. The bill is really light. The light bill is really light. Light. Nice. I didn't yeah. mean it. Good call. But no, so, so what's this thing about um, uh, leaving the lights on year round or lights up year round? What's yeah. that all about? Uh, yeah, so many of the downtown businesses have been asking for this for years, and um, oddly enough, our our biggest uh, issue is squirrels chewing through the Christmas tree lights. Um, and and the oddly, company, that surprises me not at all yeah. that that would <laughs> the be the big squirrels, issue. Yeah, yeah. and so the albino what, squirrels from Bayview Park or right. other squirrels. <laughs> Um, so what we're going to do is it's just going to be from Garden to Palafox. I mean, Garden to Maine on Palafox. Okay. Um, and it's just going to be the trunks of the trees. So it's not going to be up in the canopies and everything. So it'll be a, a limited number of the lights that we leave up um, to kind of... Leave up or leave on? Leave up and on. Oh. Um, and 
And you said it's going to be the trunks, not the limbs? Not not the canopies, because that's typically where they have issues with oh, uh, okay. the squirrels chewing through it, because I guess, you know, it's hanging in their the way. Squirrels to have to go and... through the trunk to get to I'm, I'm, I'm I not an so, arborist. I, I don't talk. Okay. But um, <laughs> anyway, so we're going to give it a shot and see how it goes. Uh, I know people are excited about it. Um, I, and we got we thankfully got some uh, extra funding to do so through the CRA uh, with the city. Okay. And the DIB also contributed more money than we have in the past for this as well. Okay, so we're going to have year-round trunk lights, and then for the Christmas season, the, the canopy lights will be back on. Right. Okay, which is not because you don't want to have the canopy lights on, but because you don't want to leave them up because of the squirrels and all of that. Right, yeah, okay. the maintenance just gets too costly. You learn something every single day. <laughs> Squirrel talk here on News Radio <laughs> right. three Informative, local. Squirrel. 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 Yeah. Um, the debates. Did y'all watch the debate? The, the debate. Did you watch the debate? I did. And? Um, <laughs> as a non-Republican, I, I, right, what was your, you know, what was your I, opinion? I continue to like Nikki Haley more and more, and I told yeah. my wife, uh, who was for some reason watching it with me, that if she was the nominee, I think I would seriously consider voting for her. Versus I don't know if Biden. I, uh, correct. I don't know if I ultimately would, but I would seriously consider it. Of course, she's not going to be the nominee, but she strikes me as the only sensible adult in the room. I used to really like Tim Scott. I don't think he's going to go much further. He is just he's just a persona non grata on TV. Um, but I think Nikki Haley brought it. I, no, I agree. I think she's been showing very well, and this was her best showing yet, especially yeah. you know crushing Vivek Ramaswamy in several yes. different ways over yes. his missteps and his you know incompetent foreign policy creepiness. views. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> creepiness. Sorry. I still, I still think she could have won the whole debate by saying instead of um, you, you're scum. Yeah, should have instead said, "Why are you watching my oh, newly yeah. married, beautiful Indian daughter on TikTok?" True. <laughs> you always yeah. think about it in the shower the day yeah. after what you should have said that's in the right. argument. That's exactly it. Um, but I, yeah, she. I mean, I, I think she has a chance, a very low chance to become the nominee. If if you have DeSantis and her and Trump, mm-hmm. I think they still split and Trump wins. But I think that there's a chance either one of them maybe could beat Trump, depending on what happens between here and then. But I agree with you. I think she would trounce Biden. Yes. I think DeSantis yeah. would trounce Biden. Uh, you know, recent polling indicates that Trump could also beat Biden, but it's a much more dicey uh, proposition. What do you think of the debate, yeah. Walker? I missed it. I watched, uh, I, I think, the first two, and um, I, I missed the one the other night. But Nikki Haley is is impressive, and um, especially now. I mean, I guess she's she's run before. Maybe she. I've just seen her, um, you know, in the past, and um, and I think she's been very impressive throughout this campaign season, and so. It, it, it just feels a little bit like it's going to be the, the Trump-Biden show again and mm-hmm. then uh, whatever RFK Jr. can, you know, pull we lo- away. We love nothing like uh, a remake. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but, we'll, you know, we'll see. But I, I, she has been very impressive, and I would imagine, you know, if, if Trump were to win and, and go on to, to be the president, you know, I'm sure there's probably some some place for her in the administration if that's the case. Yeah, I think she hasn't yeah. made herself impossible to be compatible right, with. Right. And clearly, Vivek Ramaswamy is is auditioning for Trump. I mean, uh, that's yeah. obvious. Uh, what what position he wants within the Trump administration, if he does become mm-hmm. the nominee and win, is I think yet unclear. He'd probably enjoy being press secretary most of oh, anything. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, he probably he wants the, more he actual the presence power. for it. Yeah, you know? but it's so, funny that we haven't at all ma- mentioned Chris Christie. Who? Yeah. Right. The guy who won, the guy who threatens China with nuclear war to prevent yeah. invasion yeah. of Taiwan. Gif- gifted stuff there. Uh, um, I wanted to ask you about Biden though, because I read. You know, I don't pay as much attention to liberal uh, viewpoints as you do, but I have seen some. And Axelrod, David Axelrod, mm-hmm. you know, former advisor to the President Obama, had raised the. You know, hey, look, you need to get out. And uh, you know, 
Ramaswamy had this line where he said, stop pretending that Biden's going to be your nominee. It's not going to happen. That's a bit much. Yeah. Do you think there's any chance Biden doesn't run for office? I, I, I mean, unless he dies, you know, or unless there's just a major, major health complication that they can't hide. Not voluntarily. Right, not voluntarily. Yeah. Exactly. And, I mean, who's who's next in line? Kamala Harris. Right. I, I can't see her, you know, championing the the liberal banner on a national stage. I the liberal i mean and then uh gavin newsom right it would sort mm-hmm. of fall to gavin newsom right. who i have my own problems with there there is no liberal bench but to be fair there's not really a conservative bench beyond trump well i mean we have fielded a good solid two mm. candidates <laughs> out of a field of 12 so far sure sure plus doug burgum who's still running ads but can't qualify for the debate stage <laughs> yeah i i, I don't see uh, um you know, Biden stepping down to to not run unless again um, something something happens with his health or um, he passes away. But uh, and and who? And By who the way, is we're, that not, person, we're not we're right? not who, who is we're that mentioning person? that, but not like we really hope that doesn't happen because we care right, about the yeah, president. Yeah. Nobody yeah. wants to see a president die. So let's just be clear: we're on <laughs> yeah. the radio. We're just That's you know right. nobody accuses. Well, you know, the Pensacola Morning News was indulging in. No, yeah. we're not. Absolutely not. No, anyway, no, go no, ahead, no, Walker. No. But yeah, and, and it's like who is on the bench? Who who can who can take that uh, you know torch and run it across the finish line and win? And I, I don't know that they've got anybody at this this point in time that can do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and it'd be late to make up the gap of, of awareness yeah. right yes. i mean gavin newsom is clearly the you know next best other right um but even him i mean i th- i think that governor DeSantis, even though he has been out and known and you know he is still somebody had asked me the other day you know why doesn't he poll better and i said well okay first of all you have i mean trump is you know sucking up all of the oxygen mm-hmm. you know electorally so to speak but also i still think that probably the vast majority of americans if you just went jaywalking and asked people on the street you know and say you know Who's Ron DeSantis? I think 75% of people have never heard of him. Right. Will be my guess. Mm. Likely voters might run more like 50%, but the point is they still have no idea who he is. He's a governor of Florida. Yeah. You know, he's not a national name, even though those of us in politics are like, what do you mean? He's, well, he's right. not, just That's to fair. the average person. Uh, just like Gavin Newsom would not be, just like Nikki Haley is not. You know, these people haven't been around in the public, in the big news, right. lo- long enough for that to be the case. In political circles, among conservatives, sure. But, you know, among the everybody, no. Yeah. So who do they know? Well, everybody knows who Trump is. Everybody knows who Biden is. Right. Uh, Eight fifty six on News Radio ninety two three. Jake's got traffic on the fives. Uh, nothing really to speak of this morning. No accidents that we had in, uh, at all at any time this morning. We didn't have any slowdowns. Uh, everything's looking good. If you're coming into town from Milton and Pace, you're good. Ninety eight Gulf Breeze and Navarre. If you got to get around town today, you're going to be okay. And I ten and I one ten checking in clear. Uh, during a normal day, if you have any traffic info to report, you can always text me at four three seven sixteen twenty. Happy Veterans Day, everyone. News Radio ninety two three. Informative, local, dependable. And Marine's birthday. M- and birthday Marine's birthday. Yes. Marine Corps, so we appreciate all of that. Um, <laughs> I don't know, Josh. I was I was feel towards the funnier topics with you, but I, okay. I, I mean, Alabama is now looking to follow Louisiana and several other states and require ID for porn online. Like you cannot go <laughs> online and look at naked people um, in a non-artistic context, okay, uh, without giving some kind of age verification test. And what that might look like exactly is still to me a little bit unclear. But um, and this, you know, I, I guess this would only apply to you know. I don't know porn retailers online. I don't know exactly what the distinctives mm. here, but there are a lot of ways we'll have you to can do see some naked. research. Yeah, though. no, I'm going to pass. <laughs> but I mean, I, I think most of your social media and most of your Google searching, you can find a lot of stuff if you're trying. Right. Okay. Right. And even if you're not trying. Um, but 
you know, the argument being, look, we restrict people from purchasing it in person. Sure. Why wouldn't we try to restrict access to it by at least minors? Uh, good idea. Plausible idea. Ooh, that's a sticky one, Andrew. <laughs> I don't know. Walker, I'll, I'll pass this one to you. <laughs> oh, so you're in favor of children having access to I think children are going to find a way, yeah. and I think that um, how do you draw the line between artistic and non-artistic? Obviously, you know it when you see it. Um, I, I, I worry Seen a lot of it then? I, <laughs> I worry about any sort of government encroachment into um, regulating speech. I get that this is an age regulation, and we do it with driving and all that stuff, but I don't know. I'm sort of a free speech absolutist I, I i understand the viewpoint and the accessibility some way or other right. and you know how good is government at doing this i it just feels like man if I, I will say this i i think a lot of people might consume porn who if they feel like there's their identity tied to it in any way might not so much you know like it might actually instead of discouraging children might actually discourage mm. adults you know who just don't want to well, then they, they don't want any say, chance that they could be outed as porn consumers online. I mean, this is just, and this is why, just briefly, this is why we need younger people in government because oh, yeah. the old folks don't know how this works. You could just use a VPN to get around that, which is so exactly easily. the argument. They'll use right. a way to get around. Walker, I, I, you know, if there's a way to put a roadblock in in front of kids accessing something like that, I guess that's a, a positive. But will it work fully? Definitely not. Will it? Will it genuinely keep them yeah. away from lurid material? Seems unlikely, and. You know, I hate to be—I I, I hate to be the guy who says, you know, it's already a wash everywhere. How much difference can this make? But right. maybe, I don't know. Maybe this is a small—I I don't think philosophically you can oppose it. Yeah. But it would be practical, you know, more yeah. so. And also, the concern about government intrusion is a, at least a fair one. Josh and Walker, thanks for the time. Thank you. Thank you. Listen on air at ninety-two point three, ninety-five point three, and AM sixteen twenty News Radio ninety-two three WNRP Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola.